What's up, you guys? Uh, I already know who it is, Jalen Gasper, Esquire at the Podcast. And uh, today we're going to be talking about Jay-Z's NFL deal. Um, there's a lot of schism in the black community over it. Um, there's a lot of people who wants to support, fully support Jay-Z. And there's just a lot of people who want to critique Jay-Z for this move. Um, so we're going to get right into it. Um, but uh, what I just want to say before uh, we get right into the episode is that um, it's important to always promote civic, civic engagement when talking to people about issues like this. Uh, never think of yourself as a tribalist and never think that like it's a side versus a side type thing. No, it's not a side versus a side. There's a lot of nuance in the situation. So, um, you know, I just don't want people to, you know, for people to think that it's a black versus black thing when it's not. It's just a thought versus thought thing. So, but uh, we're going to get right into it. Um, again, disclaimer, uh, this episode might hurt some people's feelings. Uh, I'm going to watch how I frame things on purpose because I don't want to sound like a dick uh, about things. Uh, but as you guys know, I do come from a very left, uh, left, extremely left uh, point of view, but um, we're going to go ahead and get, get, get things started. So let's go. All right, you guys, I'm so sorry for the quality and for the, uh, interruption in this episode, but, um, I just thought since we're doing this episode over Jay-Z, and you know just the title of the episode uh we have to talk about this um recently uh this has uh, been popular on twitter but jay-z recently uh gave his theory for um how single parent households could correlate to police brutality and um <laughs> uh if you guys a lot of you guys who know about the daniel patrick uh report um know that this sounds kind of familiar and that this is a terrible way to think but before we even get into it i'm gonna just go ahead and play the clip you think about the idea of uh growing up in a single parent house which i grew up in which you grew up in and having an adverse feeling for authority right your father's gone so you might I hate my dad. Well, nobody tell me what to do. I'm the man in the house. And then you hit the street and you run into a police officer. And his first thing is, put your hands up, freeze, shut up. And you're like, excuse my language, everybody. You're like, fuck you. Right? So that that interaction causes people to lose lives. A lot of these issues were, are in place now because they were run on, they like political issues. People run on this and got elected to office. And there's no disrespect. I don't want anyone to feel defensive about what I'm saying. I'm just saying I'm true. And if people got to hear today, and the politician got to hear today, you know it's the truth. That's why they're here. And it's a humane issue, right? So if we are broken the family structure in one um, culture, it affects everyone. It affects that police officer who has to go home to their kid. It affects, um, you know, people who are raising kids and uh, working really hard and have to pay taxes and then, you know, we're housing people in jail for incredible amounts of time and this money is coming from, you know, hardworking people. So it affects everyone in some sort of way. It's an important issue. I think that for me, being very specific, 
that and education are the two most important issues for us. And we don't want people that's uh, in charge with police uh, areas to be in danger either. We want to be very clear. You know, if someone commits a crime, they should go to jail. But these things are just disproportionate and the whole world knows it. Okay, so... If you guys don't know, the Daniel Patrick uh, Moen report um, was a report made around in like the six, 1964 or 5, I believe it was around. The, it was when LBJ was president. Um, but basically, it was a, 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 a report made by a liberal named Daniel Patrick. And uh, basically, he proclaimed that, uh, you know, the Negro family is broken uh due to you know you know well the thing is he didn't he just said that the negro family is broken and that's why they're you know facing so much you know adversity and you know if we as america we have to take responsibility for what is going on in the african american household and of course you know good intentions always lead to hell for some reason because what Daniel Patrick forgot to do is use infinite regress and say why black people are in this current position, you know, and talk about why our families are broken in the first place. But, you know, what ended up happening to the Daniel Patrick Moore report is basically that the uh, hard line right wingers took the report and used it as, you know, basically a sound premise to why black Negro families are inferior to white families. So even though Daniel Patrick intended on making this uh, report to highlight reasons why we need to focus on the African-American community, he did a terrible job. He just victimized and pitied the black community. And this is exactly what Jay is doing right now. But what Jay did in this clip is basically victimized and pitied, you know, single parent and blamed single parent householding for police brutality, saying that, you know, just because, you know, we don't know, we don't have authority figures in the house, we can't, we don't know how to take you know, instructions from the police. Come on, Jay. Come on, Jay. Come on, man. You are the same guy who made the Tamir Rice video. The T Tamir Rice documentary. Right? So you should know out of anybody, like, in police brutality, in most of these cases, it's not... The problem isn't that we lack authority figures or we just don't know how to be submissive to authority. That's not the problem. The problem is that police do not know how to de-escalate situations with black people, therefore turning, making a black person's chance of dying at the hands of police officer a hundred times higher than any other race. Come on, Jay. But again, this is y'all hero. This is y'all hero. Look, I'm gonna be straight up with y'all, man. You can't if you want to know about black social issues, go to a black social organizer, a social progressive organizer. If you want to know about politics, go to a political website. Like, go, like, like it's just like, 
I just hate how people like Jay are literally conceived as geniuses because of the amount of money they make or have made over the time. What people, what you guys have to understand is that statistically, statistically, Jay-Z got lucky. And I'm not hating. It's just when you understand that people from the tax bracket that Jay-Z came from before he became rich, us, in other words, there's no upward mobility for people in our tax bracket. So for anybody who makes it out of our tax bracket, it's statistically lucky. That's all I mean. And you see where this luck comes from when you understand that Jay-Z accomplished all this by being a model minority. But I just had to talk about that. But um, yeah, this was released and I just would... I was just going to eat myself alive if I didn't talk about this clip. But yeah, man, y'all stop listening to all these social influencers, man. A lot of them do not have any idea what they're talking about. So by now, I'm sure most of you guys heard the press conference that um, Jay-Z had regarding the NFL deal. And a lot of people that I talked to, um, they were really, I've been getting a lot of mixed reactions when talking to uh people about this situation um you know but the people who are quick to critique him they're they're saying that you know it just seems that Dre dropped the ball it just seems like that because the people who want to critique him like me <coughs> are are basically just saying what happened bro like like what happened like you know did something did we get change did did we get the change that we wanted up until this point so that's why we should stop kneeling and stop protesting or should you know we just are did you know black people stop dying at the hands of police officers like what did something change like you know so it's like you know the people who are critiquing Jay are basically like you know, you told all these people to boycott this. You even tried to tell Travis Scott that, A, miss out on all this money at performing for the Super Bowl. You know, miss all out, miss out on all that money. You you told him. You, you told Cardi to be to boycott it. You told all these artists to boycott the NFL, uh, boycott deals with the NFL, just for you to do that exact same thing. So, yeah, I guess it just, at this point, is like, what happened? And, like, in the press conference, like, when he was asked, he gave this very vague answer to where, like, you know, well, you know, we started talking and we started being cool. Like, like what? Like, like no. What, what, what happened was is that the either the dollar amount increased or we don't know because we're left in limbo. <laughs> and, and I feel like a lot of people just feel like the dollar amount increased and Jay took the deal. And, you know, but for the people on the other side, the people who want to defend him, they're saying, well, this is great because now we have a seat at the table. Um, and, and the only way we can have people are them, the NFL owners, being white social conservatives, only way we can have them respect black people is by having black people at the table. Now, Again, I, I I understand the rep I understand the representation aspect. I I I solely do because 
You know, I talk about having representation in our political government all the time, having adequate representation. Um, but it, it start this it starts getting muddy because when you ask these people who say, "Well, we need Jay to do this because we need a seat at the table," you start asking them, "Okay, what is the what is the table? Like, what seat is at what table is he taking? Like, you know." It's a symbiotic trope. All these things are symbi. All these defenses for Jay Z are just symbiotic tropes. Saying, "Oh well, we need a seat at the table. We need more black billionaires to, you know, combat the white billionaires." Like, like you know, but more black billionaires is not gonna help with the, you know, wealth disparity in our country, like at all, right? Um, but regardless of that, it's just like you know. When we look at the deal, when we see what it is, it's it's nothing. Jay really has Jay Z has no administrative stock with this deal, meaning that he doesn't have any uh, say over a team. It's not like he has a, a team or uh, or is a part of a team to where like he could recruit people or give Colin Kaepernick a job in the NFL. No, he can't do any of that. So it's like. You know, the only thing that came from this deal is a clothing line and Megan Trainer and Meek Mill. <laughs> Literally, the only thing that came from this Inspire Change thing. And the thing is, even when you look at Inspire Change, that wasn't made by Goodwill, the NFL owner. That wasn't made by Jay-Z either. That wasn't made by Meek Mill either. That was made by the NFL players doing the Kaepernick protest. So basically, all they did was take a core, a player-made coalition, and put music to it, and said that, uh, you know, well, if we could take black music and black athletes and put them together, we'll make more money. So let's continue to make money, and then they wanted to guise it as, oh, we're helping the community. <sighs> some it's some sad shit, man. Like it's like. You know, if people understood that Jay-Z did the bare minimum (laughs) when it came to organizing, he does the absolute bare minimum. It's just the fact that he's rich and it makes people be like, oh, well, shit, like this guy's amazing. Accumulatively, if we're talking about like in total, I I personally put way more hours into organizing than Jay probably ever has. Um, And I could say that even truer for some of my friends that are part of like our revolution, uh, the Democratic Jeffco Party, um, you know, just people I've met throughout the campaigns I've worked on. Um, I've met organizers who literally organize twenty four seven, and and what Jay likes to do, and what he did a lot in the press press conference is say, yeah, I know what's going on because you know in this same room we would talk to you know Cut Fifty and Reform and Robert Kraft. Which is again, Robert Kraft is a Donald Trump supporter, like Goodwill, and so Jay Z's having all these talks with these Donald Trump supporters. But I digress. But anyway, you know, when he just when when you know Jay is in a room with all these people talking to his people, it's like he he doesn't even understand that like none of, none of these people are for him at all. None of these people care about social change. They just want to bank and make money off of it. Um. So, it, it, I don't know, man. It, it just seems like it's very offensive 
for you to say that, oh, well, I'm doing this for my people, for black people, when that's just like the cream, like that's just the surface. It's like you're making money off of black people. You're not actually helping black people. You know, if we're talking about like a black movement uh, to help black players in the NFL, why didn't you, you know, meet up with Master P? You know, Master P is working with people like Colin Kaepernick to make a different league, a more inclusive league that cares about their players. And so, again, so it's just like, this isn't protesting. Like, I don't know why, like, Jay-Z doesn't have a good... Protesting is not selling out. Like, (laughs) it's not selling out. It's not saying like, oh, okay, well, we got what we want from you now, you know, I'm going to just let you use my product. Like, no, bro. Like, and, 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 you know, when he says that, you know, it's it's time to stop kneeling or it's time to stop protesting. Like, what are you saying? Protesting is invalid when, you know, protesting has been the only thing that has got African-Americans their rights in almost anything. <laughs> you know, the Voting Rights Act, the Civil Rights Act. So it's just like, you know... It's very dolchous for you to say that protesting doesn't do anything because it's like when you say protesting doesn't do anything, you you either have a bad comprehensive idea of what happened in history or, you know, you just really don't understand what protesting is because, you know, you have economic boycott protest as well and economic boycotts. So it's like that's all we did throughout the civil rights movement. You know, civil disobedience. That's all we did. So for you to say that, you know, this form of protesting or protesting period is invalid is stupid. And not only for you to say this form of protesting is invalid, is is a slap in the face because it makes it seem like, oh, well, you know, the best form of protesting is signing a deal with the NFL and being a billionaire. <laughs> Like, no, that's not the best form of protesting. Like, there's no better form of protesting. People do what they can. Like, you know, you literally just, you know, got a spot in Reform and Cut 50 because you're a billionaire rapper with name name notoriety. That's it. Like, that's it. Like, you don't have any college degrees. You don't know real social theory. You don't know social ideologies. You know, you just watch 13th and, you know, a couple documentaries and, you know, just said, okay, I got this. And not to crack down too hard on Jay, because I'm not completely canceling him because he has done some good, some organizing for, you know, black social issues as far as the Tamir Rice uh, documentary. And um, I think it was the Mike Brown. uh, It was either Mike Brown or Freddie Gray. I don't remember, but. Um, I definitely remember the Tim Ry- Tamir Rice one because I saw it and it was a marvelous, it was wondrous. But, you know, these are just basic organizers. This is just basic organizing for billionaires. You know, I expect all black people to do that type of shit if they're billionaires. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, uh, another argument I, I, I was hearing from the people who were trying to defend Jay-Z, they said, well... If people say, if people are saying that Jay-Z sold out because, you know, he finally took a deal with the NFL, you can say the same thing about Kaepernick. Because, I mean, Kaepernick had an $80 million settlement and, you know, said, you know, I'm good on the NFL. 
that's a false equivalence. Like, like, how can you literally compare a man who lost his job to a man who was telling people to not fuck with the NFL at all, at all, just to turn around and bank more money off of them? Here's the false equivalence in this. Saying that Cap sold out is literally saying that you, okay, you, the viewer, the listener, you get fired from your job today, wrongfully. You know, you get fired because your boss was just being an absolute dick and jerk. And you go to the unemployment office or you go to BBB and you get money back and you get the rightful money that you deserve. Are you a sellout because you get you got the money that you deserve? No, he's not a Kaepernick is not a sellout. And the thing is, is that he why did Kaepernick Kaepernick get a settlement? Oh, because Kaepernick sued the fuck out them niggas and said, "Okay, these people are literally blackballing me." And instead of saying, "Okay, we're gonna accept you, Colin," they said, "All right, y'all got us, bro. Here's an eighty million dollar settlement." So this false equivalence is like so draining. And it's just like, I feel like people start to work backwards on their conclusions. Like, you know, like we need a seat at the table. When you talk about the seat at the table and you talk about how like it's not really tangibly anything, they just say, oh, well, you know, we have to have more black billionaires in these. Like, First of all, what I got what I got to get through people's heads one day and what we're going to do on this show, we're going to get this through people's heads one day, specifically my community. If you're a black capitalist who thinks that black social issues are going to be solved by more black people becoming billionaires or black billionaires becoming richer, then your framework is heavily flawed and that's not going to happen at all. Um, billionaires, a minority billionaire is not going to help our society or our inner communities at all. At all. We have billionaires. We have Oprah fucking Winfrey. Like, and we still have the same problems. And so, when we observe this, when we see this, it's like, okay, so how, we, we just concretely tell me how this is going to set anything up. And if your answer is, I don't know, we just have to wait for the future, then I'm telling, and I'm sorry, bro, but you're being chauvinist by definition, and you're just being a tribal tribalist because he's a famous black person. And you can open up and just admit that. You can just open up and admit that or continue to work backwards from your conclusion and look like a dumbass. But... We can't have this hint of reactionary nationalism in order to solve black social issues. You know, we can't have this hint of, well, that the white capitalists rule the world. Let's become black capitalists. <laughs> like, no, like, because even with white people, there's a huge wealth disparity between the bottom half and the top, the top 1%. So you to, for you to think that, okay, if we just had as much as black billionaires, then white billionaires, we're going to be good. Like, no, that's, that's not the case at all, man. That's not the case at all. You know, and so I say that all to say to, to where the, talk about this. I call it billionaire saviorism. And, and it's something that, you know, I, I really see prevalent in, you know, 
you know, black capitalists today are chauvinist black capitalists. You know, they all they always think that, you know, what we need is more black people sitting at the table of billionaires. Like, no, what we need is a society to where, like, we don't have to worry about the basic basic utilities of life. What we need is a society and a country that promotes free health care so we don't have to worry about it. Our, our 66% of Americans don't have to go in debt over it. What we need is to uplift impoverished areas. What we need are social dividends, social ownership, you know, for workers to have so workers could have the adequate rights that they want. We need so we need workers at the table with these CEO billionaires, not just a certain race. No, we we need workers in the same room bargaining and negotiating their terms with these big CEO, CEO companies are these big billionaires. And, you know, we need to focus on a society that, you know, doesn't promote discrimination in the workplace. So everybody has a chance to get a job, no matter where they're from or no matter who they love. So, but to think that, like, all of this shit is going to change because, you know, black billionaires are becoming more richer or you know we have we have more black billionaires it's very daltish and i really want you to kind of look over that you know that that chavis black capitalism you know because when when you see the root of it it's all symbol it's all symbolic and the reason why it's all symbolic symbolic because most of it is just reactionary and it's not really grounded in any concrete theory you know like no one can tell me what's gonna concrete happen happen concrete happen concretely happen from this jay z deal nobody um so yeah, you know that's that you know when it comes to just black billionaire saviorism, you know us as black people need to we we still think collective we still think collective, but we we have to think in a way to where like how can we uplift our communities in our situation you know and if if you know jay-z buying the nfl makes you feel good i mean that's cool i'm not saying you know that's bad you know because it, it is good seeing black people in high positions but it's just like uh i just wonder like why you know every time we're talking about seat at the table it's always rappers having a seat at this table you know it's not not actually community organizers, you know. Uh, I didn't see Angela Rye <laughs> in the building talking about social change. Um, you know, all I see, all you ever see is just rappers and entertainers because they, you know, it, it, and, and and I'm not saying this is what is concretely going down, but it just at times feels like you know, social conservative billionaires who want to seem like they're they're appeasing to black capitalists often do things like this um you know donald trump even did it um when he wanted to let the black race know like hey i'm hearing you out you know he didn't meet with maxine waters <laughs> you know or he didn't meet with ayanna presley well at the time ayanna presley wasn't in the congress bad example but he didn't meet with kamala harris you know 
he he didn't meet with any prevalent black politician or black organizer. He didn't meet with Nina Turner. He didn't meet, you know, he met with Steve Harvey and fucking Kanye West to talk about black social issues. But he'll turn around and shit on somebody like Eric, uh, you know, uh, Cummings, you know, from Baltimore, you know, or Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis is a perfect example. Absolutely berated that man. But then he took turned around and said, oh, well, you know, if I want to hear about black social issues and black problems, I'm going to talk to entertainers, Stevie Wonder, I mean, Stevie, Steve Harvey and uh, Kanye West. And now I'm going to talk to Kanye West longer because, you know, he's the most lost black person. <laughs> so it's like, I'm going to talk to him a little bit longer. Like, no, bro, like. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And I, and I see that pattern a lot with these social conservative billionaires who, you know, want to put on this this faux uh, savior, billionaire saviorism. So they go to black entertainers and then skip over the Angela Rise, you know, skip over the Benjamin Dixons and just say, OK, well, you know, we're going to talk to Rihanna about black people issues and she going to sell us some T-shirts and everybody going to come to the Super Bowl. This is a money grab, bro. Why you think they talk? Why why you think they put Jay-Z in the room and Meek Mill and Megan Trainor in the room? Because musicians are going to make money. If they really wanted to talk about social issues, why didn't they talk about social issues with, um, I don't know, Joe Lewis? Um, I don't know, Dr. Cornell West. Ah, shit, man, I don't know. Uh, any fucking body besides an entertainer? Like, no, like, that just shows how seriously these social conservative billionaires are taking you. And, and for my black capitalists, what I want you guys to remember that you know, when we're talking about leaderships, uh, well, movements, not leaderships, but movements, when, when we're talking about movements, black people, what what was the most uh, comprehensive and successful movement in the 60s? You know, the Black Panther Party. And what did the Black Panther Party go for? Into communalism. It, it, an idea to where it leaned on Marxism or anarchism, you know, a society to where, like, we thought about people first. You know, and when people actually understand real theory, they understand that, you know, taking the capitalist approach to where, like, we're going to say, oh, let's just make everybody rich, like, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. You're going to make, you're going to get rich black people, yeah, but those rich black people are not going to help communities. Those rich black people, rich black people becoming stupid rich does not help our communities at all. You know, with, like I said, what's going to help our communities is that when we actually focus on the leaks and the cracks. Um, But this was a, just a very quick episode today. This is all I really had over this episode because I really wanted to comment on it. And I just wanted to, you know, see y'all views on it and just see the reception of it. Um, but if you enjoyed today's episode, uh, make sure you favorite the podcast, uh, share it with your friends, share it with everybody. Um, and, 
Uh, follow the page on E2 the Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, that's E2 the Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, if you like it, share it to your friends. Um, if you want to be on the show, we're going to have, you know, some guests here soon. Um, hopefully for the next episode to start talking about left ideology. So, uh, if you guys just want to be on the show, just let me know, um, you know, what we can set up the studio for you and everything, but just let me know. Um, and again, thank you guys so much for checking this, uh, podcast out. I will see you guys later. Stay fresh and fuck these haters. Bro, that was lame as shit. I'm I'm working.